Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I work for him today as we are broadcasting live out of Tampa Bay and you're hearing us on iHeartRadio, letstalkfaith.com. You may be listening to a rebroadcast on a Red Nation Rising. Tune in podcast or, or iTunes podcast or Stitcher, however you're hearing the show today, just know that we've prayed for you ahead of time, that something we say here on the air today will cause you to dig deeper into connecting what you learn on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. But just remember, before I get to the open of the show, just check out our website, iworkforhim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. As you consider that your workplace is your mission field, Take the pledge. Join the I Work For Him Nation, making the commitment to pray for those that you work alongside by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve them, looking for ways to befriend them outside the workplace, looking for ways to pray with them when they're having a really bad day. But all along, being a person of excellence. Go out to iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com, and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. We have members of the I Work For Him Nation across the the world be one well yeah martha how many you sent one to we got one in india i did i actually had to take the we give everybody that joins the nation a window sticker for their car or wherever they want to put it um that looks like our flag and i had to go to the post office myself and say okay how do i take this address and put it on an envelope it was in india somewhere and it had like five things that looked like cities and you know it was very cool. I didn't know, very but that was cool. pretty neat. We were awesome. Actually, there's been a couple that have gone to India. That's right. Okay, so ministry and marriage. Marriage and ministry. The two just don't seem to go together, do they? Did God intend for married couples to be involved in ministry together without killing each other? How do you deal with all the tension that ministry brings when your spouse is the only sounding board? And then you add in children. Children, oh, what a joy most of the time. You know, but kids are complicated. And, you know, they're challenging. And none of them, I repeat, none of them come with the complimentary raising handbook tie strapped to their leg when they came out of the womb. Lord, I'm still, I'm begging you here, please. We've got tie strap capability. You can, you can, uh, uh, you can laminate the, the instructions, but give us a manual for these kids. So how do you manage? That's just a side. You know, he did you're... give us the Bible. I know, I know, but discussion. we need specifics. We need specific. specific. This, this kid comes out a little twisted. Here's what you got to do with them. So how do you manage a kingdom impactful ministry and keep your God given priorities in place and stay married and deal with sin and pay the bills and live the everlasting honeymoon forever after? Well, here to discuss this today with us is Aaron and Christine Pina. They're with a ministry called Seasons of Life Ministries, and we're going to hear about something really cool going on with them, but Aaron and Christine, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks for having us on, Jim. Hi. Nice to be here. All right. They got they got to drive down here all the way from Atlanta. They're in studio with Martha and I for Together on Tuesday with Jim and Martha as we always tackle marriage and relationship issues. And if you ever really want to know how your pastor is dealing with marriage issues, well, you're going to hear some of that today. Because when you're in ministry, people hold you to an unusually high standard and they expect that you never have issues. 
Well, let me just tell you. I'm going to clear it up for all of the pastors that are out there. They've been wanting to tell you this. They have issues. They have sin issues. Their marriage sometimes struggles. Their wife is tired of giving advice to everybody. They'd like somebody to pay attention to them for once instead of expecting them to have to pay attention to everybody. Being in ministry is tough, but we love it. We're called to ministry, but just so you have realistic, you know, expectations. Aaron, before we get talking about marriage and ministry, about two weeks ago, we highlighted your That Day performance. In fact, we had four of your characters from That Day on the air with us. Wasn't that? Yes. That was astounding. Well, that was the first time you'd ever done an interview like that, right? Yes. Yes. And I know it took you six months to get used to that idea, too. I I will note that. It was November (laughs) that we met you, and it was May. So six months. Okay. Yeah, but then Michael joined right in, and he had extra characters. Yeah, no, we got, bring those characters along. Okay, so tomorrow at 1130, you're bringing to Tampa Bay the That Day performance, the abbreviated one, but you're going to share it with pastors and leaders. Tell us about what That Day is and why it's so important for Christ followers to understand. Well, that day is a is a live parable. It's a it's a, an opportunity for me to come out on stage uh, and let all the voices in my head out without any medication. <laughs> um, it's kind of like me being uh, a live Muppet show. But we tell a story about a guy who, on the most important day of his life, and and guys, you know what this is like because every day seems like it's that day, the day that you're going to get everything that's coming to you. All your hard work is going to finally pay off. And we tell the story of, or I, we being me and all the voices in my head tell the story about a guy named Dan who comes before the Bama seat judgment of Christ, the real day when we receive the rewards for the things that we've been working so hard for. And so we get to tell the story. People get to meet Dan. They get to meet Juanita. They get to meet, uh, they get to meet uh, the, the shoeshine, Joe, the shoeshine guy. And they get to meet Derek Hogan, his boss who runs the company. Uh, but they get to hear a story and meet people that they've never seen before and really get to see a lot of those people that show up in their own mirror, people who have struggles just like they do. And they also get to see what life is like from the judgment seat, from from Jesus's perspective and wonder, my goodness, they come face to face with the fact that one day I'm going to be called to account for every decision that I made, every word, every deed, every private thought. And so that's the story that we get to share with them and it gets to give them a, a pretty quick reality check. Tomorrow you're doing the performance at 11.30. Uh, yeah, 12 o'clock. Right. The doors will open at 11.45. Doors 11 at 11.45. Okay, that's good to know because we were going to be there at 11.30 and we'd have been early waiting outside in the rain. But you, you and Martha have carte blanche. Oh, we, got, we can go anywhere. <laughs> wow, Martha, we got All the keys to the city. But it's at South Tampa Fellowship on their South Tampa campus. Davis Islands campus. No, it's on the Davis Islands campus. Yeah, 97. Oh, he's doing Biscayne. really good with these details, isn't I'll he? I'll tell you what. Facebook has an event. Yes, <laughs> or you can go out to lunch.thatday.info and get yes. more information. But there's still room for people? Yes, there is. Actually, I've already spoken with the fine folks at Four Rivers Barbecue. Woohoo! Came highly recommended oh, by yeah. Pastor J.J. Johnson. And what about Jim Brangenberg? I highly recommend it. Why does J.J. Maybe get the credit? Maybe I told J.J. about Four Rivers. That had to be it. John so, Rivers was on this show. He's got an amazing testimony. Cool. So, yeah. So we've Good. Already Moving got, right along. Yeah, we're... Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got the order already put in, and so we've got a few spaces, probably about four or five spaces left. So if somebody goes in and they RSVP today, um, there will be a seat there. And if, uh, if too many people, then we'll put you at the back of the line, but we'll still try to find something to eat for you. South Tampa Fellowship, Davis Islands you location. Bet. 
I yeah. am sure if more people showed up that Jim would relinquish his lunch. Not a chance in all of France. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, but Four me, Rivers but does but usually no. bring more than when you need when they when you cater. But Fair it awesome. is Four Rivers is a phenomenal organization run by an incredible Christ follower. They're great that they're catering. But this is a this is a performance. I've seen the entire performance, and this is a performance that gets you to do a gut check like you've never done a gut check in your Christ following life ever before. So if you can give up your lunchtime lunch at work and get a couple hours off, show up at South Tampa Fellowship, Davis Islands location, spend from quarter to 12 till a little after one and and experience that day. And then you can find out how you can bring the entire performance to your church because this will shift the paradigm of your lives forever. Christine, you've been watching Aaron put this performance together, do this performance for a number of years now. I have. And when what's your favorite part about that experience? My favorite part about that experience is that we sometimes think that um, we go unnoticed and um, we don't recognize that the Lord is with us all the time and sees everything, even when others don't acknowledge that or give us kudos or, you know, especially for, for me, for instance, I'm a stay at home mom. So I'm washing dishes and laundry, doing laundry. And, you know, there's no homeschooling three kids, right? So there's no, you know, bonuses, there's no, um, paycheck on the first and the 15th. And this performance shows you how the Lord takes in everything as worship. He rewards you for those hidden acts of service done with a heart for him. And so that's my favorite part without giving too much away. Yeah, don't give it away. Find out, check out that day. Going to be tomorrow. Davis Islands campus of South Tampa Fellowship. Sign, get in there at 11.45. Sign up at lunch.thatday.info. This is absolutely an I Work For Him endorsed performance. You have got to see this. And check it out online. Well, lunch.thatday.info or seasonsoflifeministries.org. All right. We're going to get a little transparent here today as we talk about marriage and ministry. And to help us carry on the conversation, we've asked Aaron and Christine Pina. These guys are ministry professionals out of Atlanta, specifically coming in case you guys really care what suburb they're from. And they've got a ministry called Seasons of Life Ministries, and they're doing a performance right here at the South Tampa Fellowship Davis Islands uh, campus tomorrow at noon uh, called That Day. Lunch.thatday.info. Check it out. All right. So I want to spend... Give a special thank you. I have not had a Mountain Dew today, so my lips seem to be moving faster than my brain. No. Oh, I did have a mocha frappe, though, just in case that is slightly more heavy charged than yes. Mountain Dew. All right. Brand new sponsor, ARCW Insurance. ARCW Insurance. My buddy Chuck Wasson over there at ARCW Insurance been a friend of mine for six or seven years. Finally, I've been begging him to be the number one insurance sponsor on our show I finally twisted an arm, his arm, and he's joined the I Work For Him team. If you're looking for personal lines insurance, auto, home, life insurance, you know, recreational vehicles, please look up ARCWinsurance.com. Check them out. Make sure you tell them that Jim sent you from I Work For Him. And these guys are phenomenal to deal with. Please check them out, ARCWinsurance.com. All right, we're talking about marriage and ministry. How do they complicate or complement each other? Let me count the ways. So how long, Aaron and Christine, have you guys been a ministry team? Aaron? Going in November, it'll be 10 years. A decade? Yes, sir. A decade. Yes. So, Christine, how's that going for you? <laughs> and, and in the same decade, you've had at least three children. At least. Because is the oldest 10? Is she 10? We have a 
Tw- well, okay, the oldest that's here in the studio with us today. Oh, she's eight in the studio, okay. and then the twins are wow. seven. Okay, those guys are twins. They don't look alike. Fraternal. They're, oh, they're boys and girls. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, okay. All right. So, so not only have you been doing ministry together for ten years, you also are raising three kids, two of which are twins. Yes, that's pretty easy stuff. The twins thing's a piece of cake. You know what goes with one goes with the other. <laughs> that's what we thought. Right. Absolutely. I know. I know. I know. I uh, sarcasm. Oh yeah. Mm. Well yeah. Be and then careful we had, what you pray for. Yeah. yeah no. Right. We're not praying for that anymore. <laughs> nah, we're beyond those years. We're praying for our children to have twins. Uh, then they can Ooh, deal with it. That'd then be fun. that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Then they would need us to move near them, and none of them live anywhere near here. <laughs> All right. So, how tough were those years? Raised in the last ten years. How tough was it? Raise three kids, being a stay-at-home mom, doing homeschooling, starting a ministry, running a ministry, doing performances all over the place. How tough were those years, Christine? Extremely. I think uh, one thing I realized is when you're called to be a wife, be a mother, and be in full-time ministry, the Lord will show you, A, your weaknesses so that He can be your strength, but B, um, that He loves you and His mercy is readily available. He has peace and rest and joy for everyone to receive unless we just position ourselves to open our open our hearts and, and make room for him and that came through this time of me being home and he's had to still me and one of the verses that the children and i love is um i think it's uh, zephaniah 3 16 17 where you know he let him quiet you with his love and he literally had to keep me still we had one vehicle for seven years and with ministry you know money is and in atlanta everything is right near each other not within 100 miles you not exactly. yeah hey. money is limited because you know you're mm-hmm. you're in ministry in ministry, ministry and, right and so you're home and you're there and you have to to deal and not only just with again your spouse and the children but look at yourself through the sanctifying work the lord is doing in the day in day out daily grind so aaron what about you how do you when you look about those back of those 10 years of doing ministry marriage familyhood together what, what how do you view them the smart aleck answer is when we got married i had hair on the top of my head and i had no gray hairs in my beard um, <laughs> but the sincere answer and this may even sound and he's smart bald Alec, he's way he's bald. got less hair than yeah, me look at the picture Simple, i just put, posted on facebook nice. <laughs> so the 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 more serious but but slightly funny answer is that if i've told people over and over again if you really want to learn how selfish you are get married if you really want a good, clear look at how selfish you are, get married and have a whole bunch of kids because God will show you that you are not the center of the universe. And if you yield to him, if you surrender to him, or if he just has to crush you because he loves you so much, you will discover that you need to learn how to uh, function as a team. And one one mentor of ours who was kind of a, a mentor couple of ours before we even got married uh, told has told us over and over and over again She's your first ministry. She's your first ministry, period, end of discussion. So that was, and it's been, that brings with it its own challenges. Those are good words. We rarely hear that because we always talk about, okay, your number one priority is God. Right. Your number two priority is your wife, but your number one ministry is your wife. Your number three priority is your children, but they're your number one mission field. Absolutely. And you got to keep those priorities in place. Martha, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. We do. So. But many people haven't heard it, and I'm really glad to hear that someone was speaking that into you guys very early on, so you understood that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's That's it's neat. powerful. So, but Christine, things didn't start off easy for you. 
No, absolutely not. Talk, tell, tell a little about your story before you met Aaron. What what life was like? Uh, the rundown is I left my family's house at 17 years old into the army. And then I found a man who I thought would care for me and love me. And so um, we got married and had a baby, but he, we were young and um, we, we didn't know about marriage and, and I definitely didn't know about motherhood. And so, and then the, the duty calls for being in the military was so, so super strenuous. We didn't have, you know, the availability even to, to learn. And so, sadly, that marriage ended at 21, and I was now a single mom, and that lasted for eight years, and I was always trying to look for love in all the wrong places, et cetera, et cetera. And so, now uh, I had found the Lord uh, in this time, and so I started serving at um, a church, and that's where I met Aaron, and we were friends (laughs) and started um, to exchange conversations about, you know, uh, possibly serving together in a divorce care ministry. And that's how we got on one another's radar. And that's a story in and of itself. But uh, six months after we started dating, uh, we, we were married. And now I was launched into this new life. And I had one failed marriage already. And so, you know, there was fear there. Mm-hmm. And now my daughter started turning on a path that was um, a true prodigal where uh, she would do things to try to hurt or harm herself, put herself in dangerous situations. And uh, then I had a toddler and I had the twin babies. And so the shame and the guilt and the condemnation on top of that fear just just was such a burden that uh, there was there was um, the this this trial, I should say, where uh, the testing of my faith really ensued. When you look at those trial years and you look at the the just the the I mean, it's tough. I mean, raising kids is tough. Raising kids when you're involved in ministry is tough. Raising kids when you're in your second marriage is tough. How, where did you find your support for, for working through all that? Uh, Aaron, go ahead. Well, I mean, for one of the most amazing things about my wife is her relationship with Christ has always been. I, I remember coming in to the bedroom. Um, where, where's mommy? Uh, she's in the bedroom. And she'd be there on her bed with four Bibles, two commentaries and another book just all spread out. And, she, and I'm like, everything okay? And she was like, yeah, I just, I'm just trying to get through something. Her devotion, her commitment to just seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord was just, it was astounding to me. And that was something that I kind of spotted in her beforehand. I, I always wanted to marry a woman who loved Jesus more than she could ever love me. Right. And boy, oh boy, he delivered. And that's how he delivered her mm-hmm. through but oh, yeah. to encourage anybody who's listening, there were moments where I was in such despair and distress that I'd be in the bed inwardly praying and the tears were my petitions and requests unto the Lord. I couldn't even speak because my own healing now was happening through this process. It wasn't just, you know, for my daughter that I was praying and interceding now. It was like my own healing. I, I was begging God, crying out for him. And, and he's faithful. He He runs the brokenhearted, his word says. And so there were moments where Aaron would come in and I'd be pointing at a word like sorrow in the scriptures just to just yeah. to give him an, him an adjective of where I was at. So, so 
that that's where I, I I was to answer your question. But as a single mom, before you met Aaron, as a single mom, single single motherhood, I, in my opinion, is one of the most difficult jobs on the planet. Yeah, absolutely, it, because you, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of support. Most people are pov- poverty stricken because they're single moms. Where did you get the support as a single mom? Because that those are tough years, and you said you were dealing with guilt and and, and regret and things like that. Where did you go to get the healing so that you could be? healthy in a marriage with Aaron. Well, you know what? Honestly, um, I, I came to Christ right before meeting Aaron. And so my family at the time had extended family who helped s- support me during those single uh, motherhood years. And I, again, I looked for love in all the wrong places. My history is promiscuity. And I, I, I went from guy to guy thinking this is going to be my protector and defender and, you know, just rescuer. And the Lord halted that. And he said, I am your defender and I am your protector and I will help you. And I love you. Come to me. And so that happened literally on the cusp before I, I uh, was introduced to Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron, as you saw this single mom and, and you, I mean, I know this is a lot of years ago, but this has really shaped your ministry because, <laughs> because you guys, people are looking to you. You're, you're, you're working on that. Is this your second marriage as well? Yes, sir. Okay. So you're working on the second marriage thing, which everybody's always watching. Right. So they're, they're going to be asking questions. Okay. How did you guys make it work? Because second marriages are so much tougher than first marriages because of the ex-spouses that get to get involved in your marriage. Mm-hmm. How did you, where did you go to get godly male support for your role as now father and stepfather? Yeah, um, I had, there were a couple of environments and a couple of people that kind of came into my life. One was Men Step Up. It was, a, it was an organization. It was a bunch of guys that we get together oh, on Friday we, morning. We love Men Step yeah, Up. And, and, yeah, and, and Kelly, Kelly Talamo had started that, in, that ministry many years ago and sent my mentor, Casey, out to Gwinnett County to start a group. And every Friday morning, these guys would get together and they would look at a, an index card that would have a lie on one side and a truth or scripture on the other side. And so, uh, so being in a one-on-one discipleship relationship with a guy like Casey who had been doing one-on-one for years, uh, that was crucial. And so I went into it with that kind of mindset, but I had a ton of other mentors around me, uh, as, as close as my iPod, um, podcasts, books, and all that. I was just devoted to going, all right, I don't have all the answers and I need to talk to Jesus and all the guys who walk with Jesus and get information there. And so when we first dated, one of the first things I said was we need to get together with other couples who are not blinded by the excitement of a new relationship and the ether of a new relationship. And so one of our first dates was getting together with a couple of mentor couples that are still with us today. All right. We're talking today with Aaron and Christine Pina. These guys are from Seasons of Life Ministries, been doing ministry and marriage together for a decade. Tomorrow, you want to see Aaron in his finest performing the That Day performance, lunch.thatday.info, lunch.thatday.info. Sign up right now, get a free Four Rivers barbecue lunch, and get to see a performance about the judgment seat of Christ that will transform the way you walk with the Lord each and every day. Yeah, there you go. Is that good? Did I do a good job, Martha? Martha wanted me to make sure I did that. Aaron, did I do that okay? You did great. Okay, cool. Back to marriage and ministry. Christine, you and Aaron get married. You've got your daughter from your first marriage. You then decide to have three of your own. Well, you probably decided (laughs) to have two of your own, and it turned out to be three. Like, God (laughs) decided, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... But you having a you came to Christ after you got divorced, but your ex husband wasn't a Christ follower. How did the two of you eventually come to be on the same page with your daughter? 
honestly, um, through the pruning work that we talked about uh, of my um, transition, my transformation from bitterness to anger to unforgiveness and just releasing that, uh, casting my cares upon the Lord, I was able to pray for Michael. We were able to pray with Michael. Um, we, Aaron was able to talk to Michael over the uh, course of this, um, these years where now she had gone to live with him uh, at 16 years old because we've just exhausted all efforts on our end. And, you know, uh, because he didn't, he didn't have the Lord, he didn't understand the decisions that we were making at the time. But while she was over there, all those things be- became uh, what happened is that he would then call us and say, what do I do in this situation? Or this is what's going on. And so recently this year, um, she's been out of the house and she's turning around. Praise be to God. I mean, you know, it's 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 his promises are true and, and, and he can be trusted. But we received a um, two separate te- text messages this Christmas to say, please forgive me uh, for not understanding, for um, uh, arguing with y'all, for uh, really just not getting why you made the decisions that you did or how you reacted the way that you would react um, throughout the years in parenting Bray. And I, I now can see because I'm saved too. Oh, wow. So for anybody who, you know, again, has an ex-spouse or an ex-husband, an ex-wife, and it's like, you know, the Lord had healed all of my issues from, I mean, from the womb, from childhood, from, you know, from from my ex-husband, from ex-boyfriends and everything. Now to where we were in a place where we could actually be available and, and show all my ex-spouse, Aaron's ex-spouse isn't in the picture, my ex-spouse, my, my daughter's father, who our rock is, and I'm not taking credit for that, all glory be to God, but we were consistent in the progression of yeah. remaining, standing firm and steadfast. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Bri- Brianna went to live with Michael, actually, um, and Michael, just super hardworking guy, really dedicated, loves Brie. And we'd encouraged her for a long time. You need to know your dad at this age. And she knows Jesus and God basically used her as a missionary to bring Jesus to him. You know, so it was, it was really an amazing, amazing issue. How long after you guys, well, you said you started serving, you were going to serve in the divorce care ministry together. Mm-hmm. That's yes. how you guys met. Yeah. So you really started doing ministry before you even got married. You started Absolutely. doing ministry alongside yeah, each Seasons other. of Life Ministries is just kind of the, the public merging, merging of two private ministries, mm-hmm. you know? We had discontent circumstances, as Aaron would say, while we were at our uh, corporate jobs. And so we, uh, after the divorce care groups, which would be 13 weeks, we still kept walking with people. And we learned that this is discipleship, you know, absolutely just praying with them, being their accountability, you know, looking at God's word. And so we came together and again, through prayer, we realized that the Lord had called us to bring more glory to his name together in this way. And we left our full-time jobs before our wedding date. So we asked people to make out checks to Seasons of Life Ministries. You give them a tax write-off if they donated you at your wedding. That's a great idea. That was a cool idea. Okay, so going back to this whole marriage and ministry thing. So is it possible to live happily ever after and and be married and do ministry together, Aaron? Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, yes, because 
No, because uh, once you get married, once you start following Jesus, you know this, we know this, that that you're going to have a big target on your back and and the enemy is going to do everything he can to just drive you crazy and just thwart your plans. But God's bigger than all that. Uh, So the yes answer to it, obviously, is that the the more we have delighted ourselves in him, the more we've followed him, the more we've grown closer to him and he's transformed us by the renewing of our minds. Uh, we begin to take on a different picture of what joy and happiness is, and we begin to experience the trials as, wow, this is great stuff. But in order to have the Lord transform you, you have to change the way you think. Absolutely. And, and I think that's really the biggest. We talk about Romans 12, 2 all the time, yeah. that, that you know, stop copying the behaviors and customs of this world, but yeah. let God transform you yeah. by changing the way you think. Yeah. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So you guys head into your second marriage. You've got one daughter you have three more children approaching life having a healthy marriage and being all the ministry there's a lot of stress and strain isn't there christine absolutely and i was nicknamed jonette from my husband like jonah i would run and hide because from her calling again through this process i felt like oh, I messed one kid up. How are you calling me to be a stay-at-home mom with three more and twins? And now you're calling me to homeschool. I'm I, I, I'm incapable. And the Lord's like, I am your everything. And so I had to trust him. And like you were saying, it was suffering. It was grueling. I really had a mesh, emotional and mental torment through this process. But day in and day out, uh, one foot in front of the other, taking the next next step of faith and, and seeing through that suffering came the joy. And I would see this the, the bright lights and then the children responding. I would we would see the fruit manifest so quickly, you know, and they would repeat things that we said or bring up Bible stories or, you know, just just model what, what we were doing. And and so with that, um, it, it got easier. Aaron will say it, 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 it isn't necessarily that it's easy, especially not initially, but I, sh- I should use the word simple. It's simple. You know, and I spoke with you about this, um, that a man, a, a woman, one of understanding maintains order. And so the Lord was like, I don't want you to do everything well. Sometimes with women, we feel like we need to multitask and be over here and be over there and do everything um, to perfection. But the Lord broke that off of me and said, I have about one or two things for you that I'm going to help you master if you trust me and you put your faith and your hope in me. And that's to be here. And so, yeah. So, but when you look at ministry and marriage, Mm -hmm. they often conflict because they're very demanding. I mean, having a ministry is also like having another wife. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's like it's more like a mistress, of course, because it pulls you away from your wife. Yeah. How do you deal with those pressures, Aaron? How do you deal with that? Because you're the one out there doing the performances. Right now, Christine's not on the stage with you. Mm-hmm. She's doing the backstage kind of stuff for you, Well, as far as I know. How do you deal with the pressures from your mistress called ministry? You marry an Italian woman from New Jersey who is willing to speak her mind plainly when you're being an idiot and you're overstepping the line and you're more married to the ministry than you are to her. But not everybody can marry an Italian woman from New Jersey. <laughs> no, I was able to pull it off because of the grace of God, not because I'm so special. But no, ultimately, having people around me, including my wife, that are willing to call me out on it and willing to create... We have had some great counselors around us that have taught us and have trained us and have urged us to confess our sins to each other openly and frequently and to create safe space within the relationship to be able to allow emotional baggage to be unpacked in front of each other without taking offense and getting upset. Oh, what about me? What about the time you 
fill in the blank. Uh, learning how to be a safe person for them to just vent. So you give her, what, what time of day do you guys set aside for free venting? Because when you have three, but you got three kids. If her lips life are is moving, crazy during the, if her lips are moving, now, now, now. Yeah. You have a lot of women that are going to start calling into the studio line and going, hey, I don't like this guy. Yeah. All right. But you, so you give her free range. You guys don't have to set aside a communication time. You guys do a really good job communicating all day long, Christine. Absolutely. If I cannot get in touch with him or he can't get in touch with me through a phone call, you know, or say, babes, I'm sorry, I judged you as this. You left this morning and I wasn't feeling well. And you were just like, okay, well, got to go. You know, I confess you, you, you know, you were being selfish. Please forgive me for that because, you know, and then he will say, please forgive me. I was not even aware of that or whatever it is. And we'll do it five minutes on the phone. If we can't, I will go to the Lord and then I'll ask, you know, to come with that heart of humility, not in the Jersey style, but, you know, to say when you left earlier today, this is how I felt. But the children know that that our marriage comes before them. So when he gets home, we will work it out before any dinner plans or family events take place. So, but do you have, I was going to ask a different question. So I just lost it. It went just like that. Well, I'm just talking about the whole freedom to speak. Mm -hmm. Aaron, you said that Christine feels free to share with you when she's struggling with something you're doing. Do you Mm -hmm. feel the same freedom? Oh, yeah. But it's taken practice. It's taken practice mm-hmm. to understand again, look, I'm a broken, fallen person. She's a broken, fallen person. We didn't marry perfect people, and there was no marriage dust sprinkled on us uh, <laughs> at the altar. Uh, and But we have new life in Christ. And one of the beautiful things about what we did when we initially started off was our, we had a marriage, we had a mission statement for the family, was it's to love God and love others by being transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we could and test and approve his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so Romans 12, 2 is right in there. It's part of what we do, but we would confess that openly on a regular basis. Right. But I also have been called to, you know, help people bridge the gap and 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 live life from kind of an eternal perspective and do gospel-driven productivity workshops called Clean Slate, where the goal is to help them lay aside the sin and the hindrances. And confession is such an important part of that and leaving that you know, figuring out, look, is there, is there something, is there an unconfessed sin between my wife and I test me? Oh God, know my heart, search me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me the way everlasting. Is there some kind of unconfessed sin in between us? That's hindering my ability to go out there and do the public ministry. Mm-hmm. Because the, again, this is my first ministry. We can't be clean either with other people. I can't go and disciple a woman or he can't go and disciple a man or we can't sit before a couple if we, ha- if we didn't work our Right. our issues out beforehand and the same with the children i'm not going to sit there and read them a bible story and be like okay you know unless i i've made that phone call or i've again just at least prayed about it and said now i'm going to go about my day yeah. you know and martha now i didn't marry a woman from new jersey even though i'm from new jersey and christine didn't know that as she's just insulted everybody in new jersey i don't know hey. say, what's wrong with people from new jersey they i don't it. know my jersey girls get it. It. i get it i get it i was born there i get it rock on so but Martha, I have never had a hard time communicating when I had issues, but that was something you really had to learn. Confrontation was something that didn't come natural to a sweet girl from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Scandinavian. <laughs> sweet Scandinavian girl from yes. Western Illinois. Yes. Um, yeah, but that is one of the things when we first were married, Jim said, I want you to be in my face because he had to kind of give me permission to say, hey, this isn't right. This is, sure. you know, there's something going on or you just said something in a way that really hurt my feelings, whatever it might be um, that I had to learn. And I, ha- but he gave me permission to do that because I just, that is not in my nature yeah. at all. 
So as much as it might be in the nature. Oh, no, you know, no, and know. let me yeah. just make a Oh, no, no New Jersey <laughs> clarifications. No, we're moving on. Really you don't get, you can't do this. It, I came in a very fleshly, carnal mm-hmm. way to him. I had to learn how to confront the godly way yes. in love with humility for the benefit mm-hmm. of him and for him. And so if you don't have that safe, intimate place you just brought up, then it, it, you have to live that out. You have to pray for that for him and live that out because I, I most certainly did not mm-hmm. do it, you know, um, properly. Everybody in the Northeast listening to the show today understands exactly what you're talking about because confrontation is just part of life up there. It is and everybody in the mid, it's it's re- sort of, and everybody in the Midwest needs to learn that confrontation's okay. It's okay. Jesus <laughs> confronted balance. people. Wow, There's a good imagine balance. That. Imagine that. Now I have no so idea that's what. Why- Opposites marry each other. That's right. <laughs> Thank All God. Right. But what, what do you see as the biggest struggle in marriage and ministry? Really quick, what's the biggest struggle that you guys face as a married couple in ministry? Really quick. Exactly what we're talking about, communication. They do not share their, their thoughts, their hearts, desires, and their hopes. And so they resign. Yeah. How about how about saying no? Do you, do you have a hard time with that? Saying no is a big one. Uh, I've I've put Christine uh, on a pedestal and idolized her and worshipped her just, just to make her happy and just to keep the peace. That's a crucial one. But again, keep being a safe place and, and giving her that permission to, to speak freely. You're listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesday with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we talk today with Aaron and Christine Pina, fellow ministry partners out of Atlanta. And, and what is it like to do marriage and ministry together? Martha, when you look at We've been doing ministry together since we were 16. I mean, you and I started doing the junior high youth group when we were in high school. We might have been 17. Do you remember how old we were when we did that? Well, we met when I had turned 16. Yes. So, and I don't you know, were so cute. Somewhere around there. Okay. So we were 16 or 17 doing ministry together. So we've been doing ministry together for 30 plus years. Plus. Okay, plus. <laughs> plus, plus. <laughs> plus, plus. That's okay. Everybody knows how old we are. We celebrated our 50th birthdays last year on the air. So we, it, it was okay. It's one of those deals. Nice. When you look at the best advice you can give couples out there, Martha, for couples doing marriage and doing ministry together, what do you think? What, what are some of the toughest lessons we've had to learn? Which one do you want me to answer? Toughest lessons or best advice? <laughs> Whatever you want, baby. Um, I think... Taking every day and um, knowing that you may have a plan, but the plan may change. But mm-hmm. together, God's going to use you for whatever He has planned. I don't, you know, and unless you're in that moment, that may not make any sense. But I think most people will understand that. But um, just knowing that we have to rem- we remind ourselves often that we are where we are because we're being obedient to what God has called us to do. And so no matter whether it's a tough day or we feel like we didn't get anything accomplished or all we did was work or whatever it might be, um, we ha- we remind each other because when it, one of us is discouraged, usually the other one is encouraging. Mm-hmm. And when the other one is encouraging, the other one's discouraged. So we remind each other we're doing this because we're being obedient to God and and um, we love what we're doing and just having those conversations. So I guess that's some of the advice I would give. Christine, what about you? What, when you look at the things you've learned about marriage, about ministry, about raising four kids, and you look at all of that, what is the what's the toughest thing you guys have had to work through? Dying to self. Oh. No, Erin, I asked <laughs> her. Your answer, <laughs> ladies first. Erin, she gets first bid at this deal. 
You get the stage tomorrow oh, at man. info that dot that day dot excuse me lunch dot that day dot info. Find out more about Aaron's performance tomorrow. But Christine got the number one pick. All right, dying to sell. Ding, ding, ding. Really, I mean that's really what it's all about. Being well, yeah. I mean marriage is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Amen. And when you're going to be a parent, of course, you give up everything. You have to clean everything hmm. and deal with everything. And then kids get older, and you deal with really deal with everything. So dying to self, dying to self, picking up your cross daily, moment by moment, we say, knowing that you've been crucified with Christ, not you no, you no longer live. It's Christ who lives in you. It's it's his will. But for me, I tell women, I was like, I didn't even know what the desires of my heart is. You know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I didn't even know what those were until I did just that, what I'm answering here. Aaron, what about the best advice you can give couples out there in ministry? What what is what's the one advice you guys said you you surrounded yourself with mentor couples? What is a piece of advice that a mentor couple has given you guys? It was the best advice ever. Yeah, uh, confess confession, dying to self and confession. I mean, when you hold on to your agenda uh, and and you have a plan, and you know if you can't agree on the direction that you're going in, you're, you're automatically going to you're, you're automatically going to go awry. Uh, but when you notice your agenda being threatened, you can't respond to her in a way that's like, my agenda is, you know, I've got, we got this plan. You're, you're getting in the way. Uh, learning how to uh, put to death the God of personal autonomy is absolutely crucial. So the dying to yourself thing, that was, it's going to be my answer. She didn't steal my answer. She just happens to be, we're just so one flesh, aren't we? That's the truth. All right, so you know, and here's the kicker to this one. I kind of, I kind of set this one up to make it sound like okay, well, people that are in ministry, like Martha and I on the radio, and Aaron and Christine are in ministry doing that day performance and seasons of life ministry. Like, okay, that's ministry. But ladies and gentlemen, every one of you listening to the show today, and if you're married, you're involved, marriage and ministry. Your ministry may be to your children. Your ministry may be to each other. If you don't have children, your ministry may be in your neighborhood. Your ministry may be in your workplace. If you're working, you definitely have a ministry in your workplace. Everybody who's married has a ministry. And so these same things apply. There are some people that are a little more alienated by their ministry, like a pastor of a big church or something like that. But every one of us has these struggles and every one of us needs to put the focus on not ourselves in order for ministry to be successful. Last word, Aaron, 10 seconds or less. Why should people come tomorrow to the That Day performance? Because we're going to spend way more time in eternity enjoying Jesus and the rewards that he has promised and commanded us to uh, to store up. And if we're not thinking of it through that lens, we're going to miss out on great rewards. Lunch.thatday.info. Check it out. Seasons of Life Ministries.org or lunch.thatday.info. Aaron and Christine Pina, thanks for being in the studio with us today. Thank Thanks, you Jim. for having Thanks. us. A lot of fun. Baby, That we got to share a little bit of that. It Was was that good? We actually talked about our issues. Do we need to call good. a counselor after the show? I don't think <laughs> so. Hey, you know what? We're free. You're free. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. I hope you learned a little bit about marriage and ministry and the challenges that lie within. But each one of us is going to face those challenges. You've been listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately... I work for him.